Welcome to Church Entrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith related. Church Entrepreneurs vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Church Entrepreneurs hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in your ministry, Bible study, theological understanding, and personal growth in Christ. Today, we've got a great show lined up for you, and I think I'm, I'm hoping to be able to do this in two parts. Um, I've got a guest with me in studio, let's say in studio, um, not <laughs> exactly going to make him laugh over there. I've got in studio with me in my little studio office with our surrounded by our Bible project posters, um, Greg Davis, a longtime friend and uh, ministry partner. Um, we'll get into all the things that Greg is uh, in our lives. Good longtime personal friend. Um, and Greg is, uh, man, what, let's say Greg is a sound engineer, worship leader, band member, music ministry guy, worship leader, um, father of three, longtime missionary to Germany. Uh, let's see what else church planter. <laughs> he's getting, he's getting, uh, church planter, um, sound studio starter. Um, <laughs> what, what else, what else that are you, enough. Greg? Well, is that enough? Becky and I have been married for 30 years. Oh yeah. We didn't mention that. Well, you, I mean, I was assuming, you know, with kids, you know, we're, yeah, but yeah, but 30 years, that's something, right? That is in something, to, especially in light of today and what's going on in the world today. Exactly. So Greg's my, uh, guest in studio today. Greg, thanks for taking a bunch of time. Um, well, a bunch of time. We're going to say it. We'll see if we can do this in two different shows because mm-hmm. we've got, we were talking beforehand. We got so much to talk about. Let's just, um, Dude, if you have the bakery items and the tea or coffee, I'm, I did. I w- I'm here. <laughs> I mean, come on. Is that about it? We're just going to, yeah, I bought the bakery items today. We had some, we have some croissants. Croissants. You got to say it like a French guy. So, uh, Greg's my Greg Davis is my oh yeah also proclaim uh, international missionary for how many years now tell me oh uh, okay we I went on my first trip in '98 and then we came to the field in gotcha. 2005. All right, so been here in Germany since '05. Um, also was a sound engineer in uh, Tone Studio, a studio here in uh, that uh, our mission runs. Um, and that's recording studio. Recording, if, yeah. if, if you speak yeah. English, yeah, <laughs> Tone Studio. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's that's the German way to say studio. Anyway, so um, yeah, so we're now in our studio, and and don't please don't um, be insulted at my makeshift uh, setup. I like here. Your, I like your setup. <laughs> anyway, so. We're going to just uh, uh, set it off. Here's, here's where we, uh, Greg and I first got together. Um, uh, Greg, longtime sound engineer, uh, longtime um, worship leader uh, involved in churches in Columbia, South Carolina. Actually, I'm, I'm from Columbia. Well, from Columbia. Lived there the longest out of my life. And uh, Greg and I uh, met each other when uh, we invited him to 
run sound and manage bands for our church plant called Tommy's Interactive Church back in the day. That was back in the day. <laughs> how, are we going to say how back in the day it was? No, it, it, it was it was a few good uh, 15 years ago, right? 20 years ago? Uh, yeah, we probably started doing that in 2001, 2002. You guys were... That's right. That's I'm right. sure you guys were doing it before then, before I came That's out. right, actually. So I was involved in the church plant from um, bef- yeah before the turn of the 2000s. But uh, then Greg came along, and, and we just needed help, man. We were um, running off a 16... Uh, 16 channel Mackie board for those uh, of you who are sound techs or anything. And uh, we needed help. <laughs> we were setting up every Sunday. Remember the Sunday set up every Sunday in a coffee shop. So that just give the background of what that, yeah. that time was like, maybe just start off there. Tommy's interactive or meeting in a coffee shop. Yeah. So Simon Whitaker I guess ended up getting in touch with me and then um, we spoke and I had meetings with different ones, um, group meetings with, you know, obviously Richard was involved um, and active with all that. But there were some people that could lead a worship service yep, and yep. Um, do some music and and then there were just a bunch of musicians, and we so were th- full of musicians at that church. It was it was like a creative center, actually. I mean, and I think yeah. the idea was to organize a few teams and to encourage people about what it might mean to lead worship and um, and do music in that context of you know a non traditional uh, worship service setting in a coffee shop. Right. So this has a direct application to church planters. I mean, I hope in this time, hoping a lot of church planters are listening, people involved in music ministry, people involved involved in tech stuff for a church, not just sound. I hope people are listening to this today because Greg's got a lot of insight. Um, I think over the years, he's, he's a pretty, I was, I was joking with him today. He's a pretty theological mind. He didn't, he didn't think so, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to buck him on that. He's a, he's a really solid theological mind, but uh, yeah. So that time at Tommy's was quite interesting. Um, setting up every Sunday, trying to set up bands. What, what was, tell me about uh, trying to manage postmoderns. Well, and- I think, I mean, that was my, really my introduction. I uh, was mostly in more conservative uh, churches with, with a, there was a Bible church that um, my family went to. And I mean, we started um, having, you know, more modern worship times um, musically, but I mean, this was really stepping out and it, it hit me in a great way because I like the idea of evangelism in that you could use popular songs from the general market to attract people so that they would stay so you could uh, deliver the message of Actually, the gospel. Actually, there's a funny story about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think you were running sound that Sunday. Simona and um, uh, who else? Luke. Mm-hmm. They did a, um, uh Evanescence song. On a mm-hmm. Sunday, I think you might have been running sound. I'm pretty sure. And one a new a new person of the church asked me, "Who is that?" Like you know, asking mm-hmm. who who the song is. And he's like, "That's awesome!" And literally, the guy like it, it was uh, uh, bring me back to life. I think right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
wake me up, wake me up inside. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that a good version of that? No, yeah, no, no, no. perfect. We're laying it down today. No, um, so th- they sang it, and this guy was like, "That is so awesome!" And he walked away like, "That's an amazing song." Blah blah blah. And then he came back the next Sunday, and he's like, "Bro, the band that played who was the band that played last week? I saw their song on a movie. It was <laughs> it was it was the song the the theme song for uh, some Marvel." Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Movie out. exactly, <laughs> and he came back. And he's like, they, they played that song at church last week. That band, who were they? I'm like, oh no, they were covering that song, but it sounded so good to him that it was like the same thing. We were playing some really good music at the time. Yeah, U two. I remember Carlos sang U two one time, and I'm just thinking like, bro, these are some really good artists. So tell mm-hmm. us about managing these people and. And you know, and, and and working with them in a church setting, trying to get them to show up, <laughs> stuff well, like that. I this. mean, anytime you're working with uh, creatives, um, in many cultures, the the idea of time and uh, commitment and um, steadfastness, whether it be for rehearsal or pulling um, some structure together for your meetings, that's going to be challenged. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, y- you you had to kind of pull people together kind of from where they came from, you know, so to introduce the idea of you need to rehearse that again or, you know, you need to work on your voice and sing that better, or your, you know, your instrument. I mean, those kind of things to bring that up, um, it could be hurt, diffi- hurt could, feelings. It could be difficult, <laughs> you know, here and there. Yeah. Um, All right. But uh, I mean, you're trying to do something that is uh, artistically um, above average, you, you know, right, b- because right. I can, I can go and find an average group of musicians playing um, in many countries uh, multiple <laughs> nights of the week. But if you're on a Sunday morning and you want to attract people, you need to do something that's going to sound really good. And it, at the least, it needs to be authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, so what can those people do, you know, that is authentic? Uh, right. And it really, you know, comes across with power. and Right, right. And... And those bands, I mean, uh, almost every Sunday, actually funny enough that our house bands, you know, the bands that we had put together and, and the folks that we had come together, if we put it together well, it was just so exciting. I just remember that excitement around it. I mean, mm-hmm. do, do you remember excitement around it? Yeah. And yeah. It was just, there was something about it. There was, and it, I remember even Simon one one week saying, hey, any night of the week you put this band together and they're playing at a coffee house like this the place will be full this is great music yeah i remember i remember him saying that a few times you know there were really cool artists and um several of those people are still uh doing it you yep. know yeah yeah either they're teaching or like your wife, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. leading choirs and, uh, you know, is a great singer in her own her own right. right. And, 
Yeah, like you mentioned, Carlos and Luke, those guys are still... They're still doing stuff? Do you have contact with them still? I, I see them on Facebook most of the time, right. you know, is, right. is how I kind of right. keep up. I always find that a great way to catch up with people. I, I keep up with Carlos a little bit here and there on Facebook, so... Oh, yeah, man. Do you remember James Miller, James and Hannah? Hannah is still... The name, yeah. She is writing songs and I know they've been used for television and all like that. Wild. Yeah. So these are those were artists then. I, I'm I'm trying to place his face. Mm-hmm. He had long I know, hair. I know James is doing comedy even. Come on, funny. And, yeah. And and uh Randy Borowski you said there you saw them doing something with Randy. Randy yeah, Randy at, played at drums. XRY. Yeah. And, I liked Randy. He was so what a good guy. Well even you know like John Cott I, I was able to bring different people in, probably Jeremiah Jones and uh Tom Conlon and we had John Cox yeah. come in and some and Randy John Cox, I remember him, yeah. Well Randy and uh, Chris McDonald and I, we were like John's pickup band and so you remember, you remember David Adedekin? Yeah, oh yeah. You remember, he he his claim to fame was he was on the cover though the one day passion album. Oh yeah. Played a guitar up uh, a yeah, left he was left handed played something. a right played a right handed guitar upside, upside down. down. I just liked him he would and just, his musical yeah. style, man. He just would thrash a guitar. It was so good. There were just, really cool guys in that whole scene, yeah. you know, and uh yeah, there's, there's Do you know a, where David is? Where what's David? I've been. I try to f- I thought find him. The Kenny while. McWilliams David was Kenny. telling me he had seen him at some point. And it, it's been a while. It's been a couple years since I've seen Kenny. Anyways, but. maybe our whole crowd on my Churchpreneurs podcast doesn't need to catch up with all the names. But, That's right. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's kind of fun for it's us. It's fun for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so from Tommy's Tommy's Interactive Church, um, what I do know, Greg, and what I want to encourage us both in this. You know, we walked away. I, I, we had me and my family had to go and make money at this thing called ministry, mm-hmm. and so we looked for a youth ministry job and found one in California, mm-hmm. and just said, you know, why not? You know, God's leading us out here. This church looked awesome. We left. And for for us, uh, our we were raising support yeah. to come with Proclaim full time, and our support at some point started gaining. Yeah. And we, we uh, did, it was a partnership, us working with Tommy's between Columbia Crossroads, our home church, and uh, Tommy's Interactive. So there was a t- kind of a time limit involved. Exactly. Well. Now explain to some listeners, you know, uh, financial support you're talking about. You were, you were called to be missionaries to Germany. Exactly. With Proclaim, and so yeah. you were raising financial support. Support. And yeah. it, it was picking up. And at some point we were like, okay, well, we really need to focus on that. And you, and um, you, exactly. So, mm-hmm. just as an encouragement to us both and to our listeners, you know, Tommy's interact interactive sort of, let's I'm going to say puttered out. Mm. Um, at one point, it, it just didn't didn't go any further. But I want to encourage us both to not just say like, oh, that was kind of a waste of time or anything. I know myself. I know specifically five or six churches sprung out of that ministry. Well. And, 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 you know, that was what we were about anyways. We wanted to multiply. Mm-hmm. And so our work, your work, invested in, in musicians is not, is not fallen on, on rocky soil, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, just an encouragement for you and for, for myself too. I walk away from that. And my dad, I was, at, I was just uh, back visiting. We had talked about our fathers uh, just before we got on, on live here. And, and my dad said to me, he said, Richard, will, will you be happy just to invest in a few people for the rest of your life? Hmm. That's a great question. Will you just be satisfied with that or will you want to, you know, and 
It's kind of like that principle about making sure you have a ministry going on in your house, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you're not ministering to your kids, what, why does anything else matter? Nothing else does matter. Yeah. If you can't even multiply in your own family. So yeah. that's the encouragement to us, I think, from Tommy's time that that, that ministry um, puttered out, so to speak, mm-hmm. in its form that it was in, mm-hmm. but it didn't. Right. I want to encourage us both in that. Yeah, yeah. That there's, you know, I went, I visited a church in, in Columbia um, when I went back just now that mm-hmm. was, that kind of sprung out of that. At least some of the leaders, some of the, many of the leaders from Tommy's time are involved in this one church. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, moving on from there now, tell us, so you you came to Germany in 05. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your ministry from that time and maybe just give us a picture of what your ministry looks like right now, what you're doing in your everyday, how you're ministering through music, through uh, uh, sound tech, etc. Okay, so we um, got going with Proclaim over 20 years ago, and Proclaim was a division of Greater Europe Mission at that point, and we knew that the idea for Proclaim would be to take short-term groups, a lot of times music groups, to different countries, work with local churches there, and uh, do the kind of ministry that maybe the local church members didn't feel like they had the talent or the um, ability and skills to really pull off the way they wanted. But the idea is always to get people um, to end up in a church. Right. You know, and I've told people over the years, hey, um, my whole family uh, plays, every one of my family plays instruments. We can have a good time at home. Everyone writes songs, even Elizabeth, who's our youngest. Um, And so it's like, it's going to take something for me to get out of my living room, <laughs> you know, to go somewhere. Because I we can have a good time. At, Y'all have fun. Uh, go to a Christmas party at you guys' house. It's always music is full, filling the house. And you, good time. And you and I were talking about these ministry trips that we have to sometimes take. And the the tour last tour I did with Proclaim. Yeah, tell us about that. So, so Greg is a musician on tour. He has mm-hmm. several bands he's involved with, just to give our listeners a full picture. He's involved with several musical bands mm-hmm. who do evangelism, worship leading, mm-hmm. all sorts of different stuff. And you'll go on a tour um, to, say, like Croatia. Yep. Just give us a picture of that then. Yeah. And that's really... Uh, I. I was involved with Croatia in those, in those first years, and uh, we were playing rhythm and blues. And the funny, as an evangelistic outreach yeah. on a stage and just drawing crowds. Exactly. The, the funny thing was um, that I can recall is that the Blues Brothers movie had really gotten popular in Croatia. Yeah, yeah. So we worked up a, a Blues Brothers set. And a couple mm. of the guys uh, wore the suits and nice. the little thin ties and the sunglasses and the hats, and they learned. They loved it, I bet, right? Oh yeah, man! And we, yeah. you know, so you we were just playing regular R and B kind of stuff with some uh, message songs, you know, woven through. But we, I can remember this one tour where we did three sets, seven songs in a set, so pretty short. Mm-hmm. And th- and then before we'd leave the stage, hey, um, stick around. Uh, we're going to do a Blues Brothers set later. You know, then we did the second yeah. set, play some more R&B. Hey, stick around. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do a Blues Brothers set. And so people love that because that movie was just 
hot right really now. popular but the whole idea is that you hold an audience you do something with authenticity yeah. and skill uh, you know the just power that an audience would stay because the end goal is that you want people to hear the gospel and have the opportunity to make a decision for Christ and when people are truly interested or have decided that Jesus is the way we'd have those church members the pastor church planners missionaries all in the there, crowd yeah and mingling with people and it would stuff. be a real easy way to just hand off and you know many times your translator ended up being a pastor yeah uh, and how so so you always partnered with a church yeah and, and and always wanted to hand off the ministry i mean tell us about that and 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 then i want to investigate as well like partnering with churches like instead of just a lot of people just want to do an evangelist event just go into a organ a area and just kind of you know blind well, I, without any partnerships from way back um, when I when God saved me, we uh, oh we got to talk about that too. By the way, because okay. because I do know mm-hmm. I have I'm privy to information that you were in a big hair band. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been in a couple a couple of those hair bands. I've seen I've seen the evidence. You've seen the evidence. Yeah, yeah. Please don't uncover no, no. that. <laughs> we won't post it on the okay. episode notes. I promise. Uh, you know. The thing is, we were new Christians yeah. playing Christian music, and I ended up at a lot of youth group Event, gatherings. Events, yeah. And I'm, at some point in the first that. year or so, I thought, is man, what am, what am I doing? You know, um, I mean, we have this great original music that can bring a message, and I was just thinking... Um, just playing at a youth group, and yeah, maybe they've heard it, and the friends they're bringing have heard it. And is there something else that that can be done with the music we're writing? So eventually, I was in bands with Christians, and we weren't playing in churches. Yeah, yeah. But then, if you do that, and let's say uh, someone does receive Christ. Right, and he makes them a new creation there, wherever you are. Um, yeah, yeah. that night, where do they go from there? What because happens? you leave, and so that's the thought behind Proclaim is that if we're coming in to be itinerant evangelists, we need to do it through the local church because we know we won't be there. You know, we might leave the next day, yeah. or we might only be someplace for two or three days, but. These people need long-term follow-up. They need to be uh, active in a local body and uh, growing as believers. Absolutely. This is this is what um, impressed me so much about your ministry, and it's what other ministries need to kind of see and say, hey, we can't just go in blind to places in any kind of evangelistic uh, crusade or whatever. We have to have partners on the ground that new Christians, new creations can become part of a community. Um, and that's why I, I, I wanted to especially bring that out because Churchpreneurs has that as its goal. Like build the church through through evangelism, but do it with people with boots on the ground already. Yeah. Already. So perfect. Um, yeah. So 
Thanks for sharing uh, your your uh, ideas there and what your uh, ministry looks like. Well, I'll actually, uh, hey, if this could bring some support for you guys for Proclaim. Honestly, I mean, I, I bought you on for that, too. We'll put, no, seriously, we'll put put uh, Proclaim's info and y'all's info on in the in the show notes so that people can follow you up and and, and, and try to contact you if, if, if they're interested in, in this type of ministry, man. Maybe there's musicians listening. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, so that's uh, Greg's uh, ministry. Uh, and uh, But not only that, Greg, you, you record artists. You record a lot of German artists through the studio here, through the studio. That, uh, well, some. I like your... I like your German there. Studio, studio, studio. We should do a we should do a German. Wir sind Männer. <laughs> Wir sind Männer from Sud Carolina. <laughs> that's that's the. I have to explain that. He just said we are men from South Carolina, and he did it with a South Carolina accent in German. It's pretty good. Mein Deutsch ist ganz über. Wir sind Männer from South Carolina. Ganz über schlecht. We should do a whole show on that. I, I I just want to do a show on guys who know English and German and can do it like a good Southern guy from South Carolina. Right, because I'm not from Germany. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get people are gonna be like, "What is this? You're making fun of Germans and and, and, and South Carolina. Yeah. We're making fun of everybody. We're equal party, uh, <laughs> equal opportunity, equal opportunity, <laughs> equal opportunity make fun of us." <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, okay. <clears throat> Back to the studio. And that could have the been studio. just for your editing, you know. I, I I'll, I'm going to leave it in. I'm you gonna might. Leave, I'm going to leave it in. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, our founder, John Bowers, knew people in Jan's team. And um, I think he had started talking with John Duick years ago about resource sharing. And so... When I came to the field, I started helping out at the studio. It could have been, been editing vocals for an album and maybe doing some setups, you know, for a drum kit for a fast song and a drum kit for a slow song for a record or something like that. And then at some point, um, the music director said, hey, could you mix this record for Jan's team in Studio B? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I could give it a shot. So we did. And that was a re- became a release. And... Uh, you know, just did different things over the years. Some with Danny Platt. Um, and, uh, you know, lately in the studio, we still get some things coming in, um, maybe from Hanyo Gabler doing some children's uh, recordings, um, children's Bible verse. And um, in the last years at the studio, uh, we did the recording of Hoffnung für Allah. This, uh, oh, yeah, man. I mean, this this is incredible. So the Hoffnung für Allah Bible, I'll just give a background, is one of the, let's say, I mean, more popular read, I guess, even in um, in the U version. Um, and my wife, and I'll tell you this, so they, uh, they John's team studio recorded the Hoffnung für Allah Bible, um, Hörbibel, the, 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 the listening Audio Bible. Audio Bible. It's hard to get back to English sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, sometimes you have to switch it from German to English. It's challenging, especially when you're recording a, a recording a, a English podcast. <laughs> so, um, And so I, I would think especially difficult for you because you're living with a German. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. And most of my life, most of my ministry is in German, actually. So, yeah. Um, so they recorded this Bible uh, and really done really well, man. Um, just And we listened to it. We listen to it regularly. Me and my wife, for our quiet times, 
We listen to it regularly. Um, several, we're in Samuel right now and listening to it. Hmm. Um, and I, I love, actually, interesting, I love how uh, you, you did the women's and men's voices and which books and, and chapters and, and are in a woman's voice. It's really gr- actually great. I think, like, man, it's, I, I think often when I listen, it's so good they had this awesome woman's voice at this section of the scriptures, I thought. On several different times. So this mm. is a huge project, German-wide. I think it's used German-wide. Mm. So I just want to pump that up and just say, like, man, thank you guys for the work you did there on that. You and Heinrich and, and all the guys in the a, studio. A great team. Great you know, team. With Heinrich um, producing, and it's Hanno Hetzler is the voice the artist. Voice. And uh, Benny Heckman ended up being the... Yeah. Like the main editing guy, yeah. and yeah. You, uh, he had to approve before we'd send out. And there were all these checks, you know, back and forth between yeah. us and the publishers. And so it's not just music you're recording, but I mean, this is a. Gr- and then you did the video for. Uh, are you doing the video? We did it for Lumo for Lumo project. For, yeah, and that's also you can find that on you version. And yeah, so the video project came through Ryan Opfer, or Opfer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think his dad's German, but um, <laughs> he lived in Germany. I love it that, I mean, that word opfer means sacrifice. So yeah. I love it that his name is Ryan Sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has this great company awesome. in America, and um, they do a lot of work with NIV. And so they, they also have, uh, you know, many licenses for Bibles around the world. Bible, and yeah. world. And so when he found out about the Luma Film Project, they needed to start it off right. And so they, he asked us if we could fit it in somehow we weren't even finished recording the audio bible yet oh we fit it into y'all's work at the time yeah yeah oh man yeah so then you got two mega companies that you're working with and we had to actually postpone the delivery date for the audio bible to to finish the video sections yeah because they were recording the dutch and the deutsch and the german at the same time and they wanted to do these things right and so on the first day for instance I remember we came back to this office because something was up with internet uh, where we were, and we got on the phone with Lumo, and we said, hey, look, the German is 1.3 times longer, maybe, and there's no way we can fit it all in with your edits. (laughs) You know, so someone on the Lumo side suggested editing the film, and I, I heard the you know, the director of that project, she got really quiet for quite a long time. And I started thinking about all the stuff you'd have to do. And so after about two minutes, she came back on. She goes, guys, do you know what that's going to mean? We're going to, to re-edit, we have to color correct everything again. Have to have all of the music has to be lengthened lengthened, and all the sound design work. Big headache. Everything. You know, they found some awesome... So they found out that they had so much color-corrected video behind the edits that they were able to stretch it out in many cases. Wow. And so and, it worked out with the And stretching. I don't know what they did with the score. I don't know how they lengthened the music and uh, I'm, or the sound design, but it, but it worked. And so that was part of us doing that up front. Now it's been translated into many languages. So tell us about... So the final product, you can find the Lumo Bible... Uh, video sections also in U version. U version, yes. And Hoffnung für alle. If you're if you're a German or know anybody who mm-hmm. speaks German, go check that out on U version. You can download mm-hmm. the 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 whole Bible, the Hoffnung für alle Bible, and the, and the the audio Bible is with it. Then if you download it, I'm pretty sure. I think I think that's what we do. So. I think that's about 
All right. Somehow yeah. I'm somehow I can do that. I can hear it yep. or read it. If you download the whole Bible on the ver- on the U version. Yeah. So we do that. We do that in our quiet time still to this day. My wife's saying, now you need to start reading it, Richard, because you're German. We need to tighten your German up a little bit. <laughs> so I'm, I, we're not listening to it as much anymore, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's incredible. It's just to think like what that can do for millions of people. Think about 80 mm-hmm. million people in German, 80 million Germans, a little over. Mm-hmm. That's just Germany. Mm-hmm. I mean, German-speaking countries, um, th- th- this could reach a, a number of people for the gospel, man. I mean, that, that's just incredible what what your ministry, what your hands have been able well, to the, do. You know, even for me, the Lumo Project um, is great in and of itself. I've just watched through Matthew and Mark, and I'm in somewhere in the middle of Luke, yeah. and I'm just so focused in. I'm You're watching of, it I'm, now. I'm watching back it now, and yeah. it's more than just uh, you know some moments in the morning. It's during the day and at night, and you know I'm finding out. Sometimes instead of just going off on entertainment kind of things at night, I'm drawn back, Go back to the Lumo project because cool. I'm really focused in on Jesus right now, thinking about what his words were. Um, you know, what did he say? What did he do? What was his ministry? And so to watch right. it, to the Lumo project is the four gospels. And just to see it back to back, and you realize, you know, what was the same and what was a little different. And and tell me that it's every word of Jesus. It's, it's every word of the gospel in whatever language it's done in. Right. And that was a big principle for them to pull off. That they they would make sure it was every word with, of the Bible with dramatic representation behind it. With mm-hmm. it's at, Hollywood looking. Sounding, I mean, it's it's, it's really shot quality. Yeah. Well, you don't see um, a bunch of uh, blonde-haired men with blue eyes. <laughs> so, so <laughs> en- encouraging in the sense of, hey, go if you're listening to this right now, go do that. Do what Greg's saying. He's listening to it at night or watching it at nights and filling his mind instead of with mindless entertainment. Going. Which I can't say that there's, that's all wrong. I mean, there's times that we just need to do something different, but it's drawing me back in because it's so, the words it's of Jesus. so powerful. And that kind of, le- it's a good segue if we want to do this and then maybe just end this episode on this, because mm-hmm. um, we got to come back. There's, there's too, much, too much more. You've got stuff on your uh, phone you're trying to get to, and I'm, I've got stuff on my list here <laughs> I'm trying to get to. But you're, you told me, you said, um, today I hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Which is great. We we need to hear a lot about the Spirit. Right. We need to hear how the Spirit works, how He seals us in the in the in in Christ, how He gives us His His gifts, and how He He, he mm-hmm. leads us into all truth, all the scriptural stuff that's that's there that the Spirit does. Mm-hmm. But you're like, what do you you're say, you said? Well, I you mean, said like, you tell think, me more about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, really, because I mean, think about it, Richard. You and I wouldn't be sitting here in your office in Condern, Germany, if it wasn't for Jesus. No, we wouldn't know each other. No, we wouldn't. We would have never met. I, I think it was... 25, it was 25 years ago now, right? Give or take. Oh, well, for sure 20. I, I don't remember when we met, but it was for sure... At Tommy's. At Tommy's, so 20. 20. Yeah, and, and, but... and, and a deep gospel partnership, friendship for those years. Yeah, good now. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Switching back to German. <laughs> I just love it. That's a great word. It's genau is a great word. It means exactly. So. But you know, I I think about that. If if you're we have so many things to complain about. It's you know, not that we're free from being complainers. It, it, we shouldn't do it. But we have so many things to complain about. But the idea is if you're complaining about life, you can think, "Hey, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus. And it kind of gives you a new perspective on where you're living and what you're doing. Exactly. Genau. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be who I am if, the, if it weren't for the cross, if it weren't for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We wouldn't be who we are. We wouldn't be who, where, where we are. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that's the message for the listener now. Um, but you, you're, you're saying that not just in that context, you're saying like, I want to hear more about Jesus. Um, tell me, tell me more about Jesus. Yeah. Just, uh, I think sometimes we've just missed it in the church, uh, these days. I mean, even if you go back and you're just watching these, the Lumo film projects of the, of the four gospels, and Jesus said some serious stuff that we just easily forget, or 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 want to forget, maybe, or yeah, it's some scary stuff, yeah, uh, sometimes. And you know, people want to think, you know, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. I'm I'm looking over there and seeing that Yancey book that's come up a few times in the last Ooh. weeks for me. The Jesus I never knew. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't agree with all the direction and and the and the acting on the Lumo uh, yeah. film project, okay. but it's all the words of Jesus and it's their interpretation of what happened and it's serious, you know. I mean, right. when you're reading it, you might not think how Jesus might have felt when it says he was amazed or right, um, he was or when he was deeply moved or when he was upset. Yeah, but you get like my 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 son actually brought this up the other day. The turning over of the of the t- tables in the in the temple, right? And 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 Caleb actually, my son, he said Jesus didn't do you know that that doesn't sound doesn't sound like Jesus, and, right? What about the Jesus I never knew? He turned and I said no, he did it. Yeah, and 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 what my son says to like, Peter, get behind me, Satan. Woo. Would you ever say that to someone? Uh, I think I would digress. Yeah, no, I no. That's that's some serious verbiage. Now he is God's son, mm-hmm. um, fully God, mm-hmm. fully man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't say that. No, Mm-mm. there's some scenes again with Lumo, um, not to not to move off the words of Jesus, but to just try to help me focus back in where he's praying and he's asked. You know some of the disciples to pray with him, and, and he's really upset that they didn't stay awake. You know, and when I oh yeah 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 when I read that, could you not have prayed with me for an hour? Yeah, when I read that, it sometimes doesn't feel the same. It it just feels like you're hoping to convince someone, but when I'm watching, when you see it, it just... then I'm like thinking, oh man, yeah, he could have been this upset, but he could have been more upset. And and I mean, think about like. It almost seems unreasonable. He's he's asking these guys to stay stay up after the Passover, mm-hmm. and it's middle of the night. It's three a.m. Have you ever stayed up? You know, 
<laughs> right? 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning, you're mm-hmm. like, um, really? Like, is there something special going on that I'm not aware of? That's what I would be thinking as a disciple. Yeah. You know, and they don't know that he's going to die on a cross and he, that he's he's asking for prayer for them, you know. Right. Not not to not to lessen, you know, or to say, "Hey, the disciples didn't know what was going on." Right. But he's harsh. No question. Yeah. Intense. Intense. Yeah. And you know, you do you get this idea even from reading um that he it seemed like he could have been pretty calm even telling Peter, "Hey, um, you're going to deny me three times. And you kind of, you even when you're reading, you get that feeling that he loved Peter. And he's just, look, here's, it's a warning. I, I mean, I wish I could help you. But, <laughs> but I, you're, you're I, gonna I see what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. You know. Jeez. I mean, yeah. You, and, and those kind of visual things help you at least put you in the shoes. I, w- I was listening to a sermon um, this week um, at Black Forest Christian Fellowship, another colleague preached, and he said, "Let's try to put ourselves in the shoes of what was it Philippians yeah. of, of, of and and no, or the the believers, the believers in Philippi. In Philippi mm-hmm. Put yourself in their shoes." And and he actually kind of spoke it as uh, spoke the first section of Philippians to to us as a Philippian church, and and it really actually helped me to put myself in okay. What are these first hearers hearing? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the what are the first hearers hearing when they hear the gospels written? You know, uh, that they're reading. A lot of those were around when Jesus was living. They knew it. They saw it. They experienced it with their own eyes. We don't have that 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 uh, luxury to see have seen it with our own eyes. Yeah. Um, so but, we are m- making up the scene, just like when someone says, "Oh, I like the book better." Because the, right, maybe the right. scene in my head was better than the than how the director depicted that, and it didn't hit me in the same way because I already made up something in my head that's better. But I hope those. Let me just point this out, though. I hope those those type of projects, those those films, etc. Not just the Luma project here, but um, that they drive us to the word. Oh wow, Jesus said that, and he mm-hmm. might have looked like this or mm-hmm. reacted that way when he was turning over tables. I hope it pushes us back to the scriptures itself because right. that's where we get revelation we don't get revelation from a video it helps us right but it's not on the same plane of revelation as the scriptures themselves right right so i think we're both saying that the video is you know, not the scriptures no the, the, the video is a director and an actor's vision Rep- representation and a representation of and, it, and it should pull us back to the meat of it i think and i'm glad it's in the bible app too so that you can directly oh huh he said that and then you go directly to the words mm-hmm. where where they're at and then see it and try to see it for what it is in the context of the scripture so yeah, yeah so more jesus um Please. <laughs> yeah, more, more. Let's talk more about the Father. Let's talk about a plan for the salvation of the world. Unpack it for the worship leader, the person who is sort of in that feeling-driven uh, uh, church background, church ministry, etc. H- help us get to a, a balance. Super great. You know, use your emotions. Uh, they're great servants and horrible masters, <laughs> but 
you, you know, use the emotions. It's just don't forget who Jesus is. Don't forget, again, why we're here. You know, it's God's plan of salvation. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit got together the beginning and decided this. I mean, before we know time as what time is, I mean, we only know time as we experience it, but they're outside of time. They wanted to redeem us from before time. Yeah. So let's don't make this all about some emotional mess. Let's know that there is a plan for us. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus made a decision. You see that decision even in the garden. Again, when he has to say, okay, Father, it's not my will, but yours. You know, there's, there's this idea of, do I acquiesce to the Father, you know? Even though it hurts, I see it coming. I know it's going to be an emotional train right. wreck for me. Right. It's, it's going to be terrible and horrible. And, and it was. It was. <laughs> and all, but that's what he did for us. Let's let that uh, sink for a minute. That's what he did for us. Um, Jesus, the God-man. Let me just unpack that for a minute, Greg, and and share the gospel. Maybe the listener's on. I I don't know. I I hope so. A listener's on who's never heard the the story of Jesus before. If they stuck with us through the whole show here, let me share that Jesus, the man from heaven, came down, took on flesh, the Son of God, the Son of Man, lived the life that you and I couldn't live, died the death that we deserved, stood in our place to absorb the wrath of God, and all we have to do is respond to his perfect sacrifice in faith that Jesus died in our place for our sins that we might become the righteousness of God and he would, this is the great exchange, that he would take our sin and we would take on his righteousness Mm -hmm. so that we could have a relationship with God. He is the reconciler between God and man. And it's it's as simple as John 3.16, right? Yeah. For God so loved the world. How do we know that God loved us? And he said it in his word. Yeah. God so loved the world that he gave oh, us. Oh, I thought you were just yeah, yeah. tracking linearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, that it's written. Yeah. It is written. I don't need a proof. I don't need an evidence. I don't need a sign. I need God's word says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son mm-hmm. that whoever believes in him will not perish and die an eternal and, and have an eternity separated from God, but will have everlasting life. Yeah. And and that's it. By faith, we receive Jesus as Lord and as God and as Redeemer and as Savior and as wrath bearer in our place, because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the scriptures say. And we're separated. Mm-hmm. Jesus bridges the gap. When we receive him by faith. So I hope, listener, I don't know if, if this is you today, listener, um, our little inter- interaction, our story together is the cross. Mm-hmm. Like Greg said, we wouldn't even know each other 
we wouldn't be sitting across from each other unless the cross, unless Jesus saved you from your big hair band. <laughs> and, <laughs> the big hair bands were l- later. <laughs> were later. <laughs> they were when I was a believer. Yeah. Jesus saved us. Mm-hmm. Not that the big hair band was the, the thing he <laughs> saved us from, but he saved us from who we were, saved us from our sin, took on our sin, took on our punishment. The punishment that bought us peace was upon him. And you can receive that if you just say yes to Jesus today. Turn, to, turn in faith to him. Turn from your sins and turn to God. And I hope that's, if that's the message today, um, that's pretty awesome. That's a pretty good way to end it up, right? Trusting in Christ alone for my salvation. That's it. Clear and simple. And, and from a sound audio engineer, theologian, um, <laughs> worship leader, bass player, um, I, I hope that's the, you received that message from him, from Greg today, and from me. And uh, we're gonna, I think we're going to do a second part. What do you think, Greg? Could Greg? be, man. I'm, I'm down. Um, I, again, you got to bring the bakery items. I, I can do it. I can bring the, I can bring the, um, the croissants. Thanks for listening to Churchpreneurs podcast today. You can find out more on my website at richardpmore.net. I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. And you're welcome to follow me on Twitter if you're a Twitter head. My handle is at richardpmore23. You can also email us at churchpreneurs at gmail.com. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast, any comments or questions, please reach out on one of those platforms. God bless you. Until next time, take care. Take care.